Good morning and welcome to the Inglorious Bastards. All right. Take two. Really big microphone. I'm not sure what my computer is doing, but um, yes, Bruce and Raj, we're brothers, you know. Yep. I mean, just for our new listeners, people who've never watched however many hundreds of people that may be, uh, we're actually brothers. We get tens and tens of views every week. Great. Isn't it ones and ones? It's well done. Ones and ones. I just didn't know if I could say ones and ones. I just thought I got tickled by the mayhem guy in the commercial that said, doing a new hashtag. Tens, tens of, and tens of people will be watching this. Hey, I don't know if you said, did you see that uh, the Washington football team has a new name? I did not. What's their new name? All right, you get to guess it. So I'm going to give you the five things they were they were going off of. Okay, let's see. Okay. Uh, I'm guessing it had nothing to do with the indigenous people of our country. <laughs> let's see. Uh, commanders, Red Hogs, Red Wolves, Admirals, Presidents. I think those were the finalists. You get to I, pick. I hope they went with Commanders. <laughs> Why? Because it just sounds cool. Red Hogs? <laughs> Seriously? I mean, we all, was, it, was it them back in the day, the Hogs, the defensive line, that was their big thing? Because you had the steel curtain with Pittsburgh Steelers, and I think you had the hogs with okay. Washington. Okay, that, now to, that would make sense. I get that. You'd have to be a Washington person. I started thinking person. of the, the dog pound. That's Cleveland, but that's a, the fan. That's anyway, a different. That's a different. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> yes, so it's the da-da-da-da uh, commanders. It is the commanders. It is the commanders. I like that. That's just a very forceful-sounding <laughs> commander. Well, that's because you're <laughs> – I was real <laughs> – it's so appropriate – and I'm just thinking, though, the draw of the term commanders, don't, don't we all want to be commanders? We do. We, there's that song, Everybody Wants to Rule the World. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I was just thinking. Who doesn't want to be a commander? Right. And I re- this is one of the things, well, I, I've talked about that I struggle with so much. is Most of my life, after, I want to. I, yeah, I want to get out from being under, I, I, to not be commanded and be commanders. Well, so, I've, asked, I've actually asked Marlena to start addressing me as commander when I come home. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like it's an appropriate, respectful term. Well, yes, commander! Well, didn't doesn't Peter reference uh, Sarah calling Abraham Lord? <laughs> there you go, commander. There so a, there's, a, there's a biblical precedent for this, Marlena. So... so but that gets at one of the things I've been thinking about, which is, you know, I was thinking, like this word submit. Okay, so submit is the antithesis to commander. It's the person who gets commanded, right? Right. So this word submit shows up in a lot. So I want you to think about the sermons you heard. Now, Bruce and I grew up in church world. I mean, like, like we were maybe born in a church. I mean, actually, mom may have... We, we, we were just... We were, yeah, we were in a church. Bubble. So you've heard messages on submission, right? And it's, it's just fascinating to me that there's so much focus. So in, in the, we're trying to figure out who gets to command and who has to submit. So you've heard messages about what kinds of submitting? Husbands? No. Wives submitting to husbands. <laughs> okay, yeah. So wives... Heard messages. I'm not talking about a, a, uh-huh. a glancing reference. Uh, messages. Servants submitting to masters. Servants submitting to masters. Children submitting to parents. 
Children submitting to parents. And us submitting to God. And one other, but yes, that that one I did probably should have been first. Four no. out of five ain't bad. <laughs> that's, that's a tribute to Meatball. <laughs> meatball. <laughs> no. no. Don't. Don't give me a chart. So what was the fifth area where people of where you heard messages on submission? Um, oh, rulers and authorities. Rulers, yes, very good. Rulers and authorities. Commandants. But, yes. <laughs> but, you know, you brought up the fascinating, I just sold a Rolling Stones album. <laughs> Every time Roger's phone goes cha-ching, he made money. I made money, yes. And that one actually literally was a Rolling Stones album. But That's anyway, good. $20, Let It Bleed, that was the album I just sold it. So, anyway. but That was sort of a shameless plug for your eBay business, wasn't it? Well, what am I doing? What, what the, the plug, right? I'm going to say, oh my goodness, my sales are going to soar because both people watching this podcast they could be heard Rolling me talking Stones about. fans. They might want the album. It's yeah, well, that they can't buy that one. It just already sold. So, so where were you going with the old submission thing? <laughs> well, where I was going with it is <clears throat> the message we never heard because we were so the sermon you never heard was that we're supposed to submit to everyone. Yeah. Ephesians 5.21. Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. In the same way that you submit to Christ, submit to others. And, and in First Peter chapter 5, at least in the King James Version, yeah. um, I think 5 or 6, after he says young men should submit to the older men. Oh, that's six. Older, that's th six. Well, that's another one. We never heard a, we didn't hear a message on that. We never heard a message on that. But then the verse because after that... We didn't have elders in our churches. <laughs> we had deacons. But then... No one had to submit The to verse after that is, in the King James, is, once again, humble yourselves every, and submit to one another. Yeah. So you got these two different references. And so just thinking about this whole fascination with... And I think maybe part of the point... Or I'm curious what, when he says submit to one another, I realize that one reason we didn't hear that message, or at least in my mind, it, or that idea was we had vested interests. I mean, <laughs> I've had to think about this for myself. The submit passages that I've talked about, well, I realize as a church leader, it would be easier for me to talk about the submit to your church, to church leaders. Yep. Uh, which actually is another one, obey... Hebrews. Yes. Um, or it would be easier for me to talk about wives, submit to husbands. And so call they're... me commander. <laughs> Marlena gave me a monocle and called me commandant. <laughs> She's mocking you. <laughs> commandant clink. Yes. Well, and here's the other thing. We had vested interest, but the other thing is we're also thinking there has to be a limit to that. In other words, it can't really mean we're supposed to submit to everyone. So there's got to be, it's got to be defined, oh, oh, this is wives to husbands, this is congregation to church leaders, this is citizens to governors and kings right. and presidents. And isn't part of that then, well, it's not possible to submit to everyone. Not even realistic. It, you can't even do that. So I'm very curious your thought, what the heck does that mean? So... What does that look like? Submit to one another, which you brought up. I remember a conversation we had recently. You brought up it was fascinating. So in Ephesians 5, 
the NIV, they've got their breaks, you know, some of yeah. oh, their yeah. little, and, and so then they've got this section, husbands and wives, which begins with verse 22. Verse 22, wives submit to husbands, but verse 21 isn't considered uh-uh. an instruction to husbands and wives. No. Nope. Is it just. <laughs> A uh, just a little <laughs> oversight, or, or again, is that just part of? We're very fixed on something that's more measurable. Well, and we're very fixed on hierarchies. We're very used yes. to hierarchies. This idea that there's someone above and below, and and of course Jesus ruins all of that. Right. The King of the Universe, who created everything that is seen and holds it all together by His Word, submits Himself to human form, submits himself to parents, Mm -hmm. submits himself to leaders and rulers. Rabbis. By the way, not good rulers. Yep. Bad rulers. Right. And and just turns that whole thing upside down. In fact, he tells his disciples, hey, the the way it works in this world is, if you have have any leadership, you lord it over people. If you have, you you lord it, and use this word authority. He actually used that word authority. And we use authority, and he said, not so with you. I, Not so with you. And you know, it hit me with that. I was literally thinking about this earlier this morning. I realized the whole greatness debate was about who got to be commanders. Who was going to be the commander? It's why Jesus brought up because this was one of their many discussion arguments about who was the greatest. Well, at least three times, yes. And he frames it. Their motive behind it. They're actually tr- greatest. Is is not so much about prestige. It's about thrones. It's about ruling. It's, it's power. It's right? about power and control. Yeah. So they're actually arguing, much as we did with kids, who gets to tell each other what to do. You can't tell me what to do. You can't tell me what to do. No, uh, Dad <laughs> made me. Dad put me in charge while he's gone. But this fascination. You're not the boss of me. With being in charge. Yeah. Well, and it happened in school too. You remember the teacher would have to leave the room to go do a thing. I I realize now she and might have been going. To use the bathroom or something, uh, but you know, I remember the couple times that I was considered. They did not give you the. They gave me the, the mantle. <laughs> so oh, the chalk. No. Here was the deal. She before she would leave the room, she would she would put a little thing and she would like I can't remember what she put on there, but I would write names if anyone acted up. I would write their names on you the board. You got to do that with the chalk. So guess the, whose name I didn't put on there. <laughs> I didn't put mine. So you were the the bearer of the chalk. The had a special authority. Oh, yeah. Don't mess with me, because I have you the see, chalk. You see the chalk. <laughs> I can have your name up there so fast. And you know what that means? <laughs> no, I don't either, but <laughs> you're in trouble. You're missing recess, is what <laughs> that That's means. right. You are... Everyone else out on the playground. You will not be kicking the ball you're around You're going to be sitting them. in your desk carving initials. <laughs> or because, sticking... Because no one's in the room. Or sticking gum under the seat. <laughs> or eating paste. Wasn't paste yummy? <laughs> um, I never tried that. It smelled like licorice. I had to at least give it a whirl. Bruce had to try. So, so now I want to go. I want to go look at the the Greek word submit because my thing is always I want to know what the hearer, the reader heard when they heard submit. What did that word mean? I should probably know this since I do talks on it. Well, sub. Of course, most uh, words sub would mean under. Mo- well, we're just going to English Mitt part. Mitt would mean there. glove. <laughs> You're under the glove. 
Oh, that's so deep. <laughs> oh, gosh, I, I just came but up with submit that. Submit is an English word and not a Greek no, word. No, I'm just, I love etymology. Well, many of our English words came from Greek, Latin, background exactly. stuff. Not much Hebrew. Submit did not come from Greek. Except for Asher. <laughs> Phonograph came from Greek, not submit. Phonograph. Yeah, that makes sense. So, yes. what, yeah, did you do a study on submit? Well, no, I, it, I think, like with all words, there's a range of meaning. Yeah. So you're looking contextually. It seems to me that what Paul is saying when he says submit to one another out of fear of God, or in other words, submit to one another out of submission to Jesus, it seems like he's saying the exact same thing that Jesus said in the passage you just quoted, because here's what I think. Here's where I've landed. Submit to one another is another way of saying what Jesus said when he said, you guys think that greatness is about who gets to tell us what to do. Yeah. He says, greatness is about who's serving. Yeah. And here's what it dawned on me. Submit to one another is literally serve everyone you meet. Serve, serve everyone. Serve one another in love. <laughs> and here's what... The, here, Great. So in that greatest... In that greatest... In one of the greatest talks, he said, the greatest among you will be the servant of all. Will be the servant. So here's what hit me. Uh, if we think so about you it, did know the definition of submit. You were just him hawing a little bit. No, I'm. It's that's not a technical definition. I'm making interpretation. I thought it was good. I was just going with it. Okay, on we go. No, I'm glad you're impressed with. Um, however, it happens so rarely. <laughs> I'm going to cry. But I thought about like at a restaurant. Yeah. And did Jesus even use this analogy? Um, <clears throat> But the person at the table is, so to speak, in charge. In other words, I come in, I sit at the restaurant, I'm expecting... I want this. So what's happening, this person is coming in, the waiter or waitress, they're coming in. Now, they're actually hired by the company, They're actually, but their role is to serve my wishes. What would you like to eat? Uh, how would you like it done? Uh, what would you like to go along with that? What would you like to drink? So a servant... And typically they're trying to be cordial, kind, courteous. They are looking at your best interest. In other words, they're not in that role. Yeah. Now, they may be hoping to get a nice tip. Sure. When I've been in any kind of role like that, I certainly was. Tips, yay. But, so they're, but at the, their job is to see that your wishes or your needs are being cared for. And it this is what hit me. <clears throat> we get in this whole thing. The next thought that hit me is why what you said is so important, why those go together, submit to one another, and then the two instructions, wives submit and husbands love. Submit and love in Jesus are the same word. It's not because love, well, you look how he defines love. It's caring for. It's making sure yep. her needs are taken care of, even if it costs you your life. Yep. So you're you're just looking to, well, again, submitting for her is I'm I'm looking out at his concerns. I'm looking at his needs. I'm looking at his wishes. I, these are not two, two distinctly different. Okay, men are the ones who're supposed to love, and women are the ones who're supposed to submit. Well, we can if we think about it a half second. No, we're all called to love. Yeah. We're all called to submit. And how do we do that? Well, we serve. We serve. We serve. So now if I think about 
um, I realized it was probably not as easy, even for me as a pastor, to like consider a message on that passage. I may have, I don't even recall because my memory's not great. Um, because I realized I, I'm going to default to, even unconsciously, <laughs> messages that favor me. And here's actually a message that in everything you do, I mean, literally, you think about it, if I had every encounter today, I'm thinking, how can I improve that person's, how can I do what's best for them? Because I realize there's a part of me that's always in every interaction, in every negotiation, in every situation, I'm naturally thinking about being served. What's the best yeah. outcome for me? But what if yeah. I'm thinking about in this interaction with someone? Yep. If I'm just tuned in, what do they need? And where where can I surrender? Where can I set aside my agenda, my wishes, my interest? I wonder what they need. I wonder what they want. Wasn't that the whole uh, the whole? Is it Philippians four passage? Yes. Jesus comes. He doesn't consider equality with God something to be Philippians two. Philippians two. Yes. Okay. <laughs> to be but but he starts that whole thing with all of you. Your attitude should Let be the same. Let this be in you, which was in Jesus. Yeah. yeah. So we should be doing the same thing Jesus did, which was looking out for the interests of others. Which always involves taking a step down. Which submit is it's lowering. Yeah. Even when the Bible. Humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God so that he can lift you up. Because humbling yourself right. yeah. is taking a lower well, position. And that's the and that's the clear teaching of Jesus where he said he said, you know, when even when you come to a dinner, yes. don't take don't take the, the, the prestigious <laughs> apparently they had even the way they set up a table, there was the more prestigious seats at the table and then there was the lesser seats. Which we still table. have now. We're right. We have And he says take the well you have the head, the head table. table. At a or, wedding, or, or you at, can pay extra at conferences yes, to get in the front row tables. I mean, it's just part of it. Or any, any the front row we seats. Ha, we have the, these little hierarchies built around being closest to power. Right. I mean, that's part of what right. that what that is. I have no idea what I was about to say after that. Oh, no. But, but stepping back, so where where you're even? Because what Jesus was saying, let other people take those seats. Yeah. Even he the says, joy. Even, oh, 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 yeah. Because he said, well, because it, Old Testament scripture said, you know that you know um, that God exalts those who humble themselves. Right. And so Jesus said, take that, take the least seat there, so that your situation would rather you. He said he he uses sort of a funny story. He said he said it'd be a little embarrassing <laughs> if, if if you know you come in and you take this nice seat and everyone's like that seat's not for you. No, right, right. You're, You'll. You need to move to the back of the line. Yeah, see that back. <laughs> see that little teeny tiny footstool way back over there? Yeah, that's your seat. No, no, even worse. You're in the overflow room. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Remember the, the overflow, overflow room. room? The video overflow room. That was you didn't like get to worst. be in the main room. You were relegated to the over. Tell you what, you can watch this live stream, all right? But you can't be in person. But then, but Jesus said, but take the small, the least seat so that your story might be. Hey, come up here to a to a better right. seat. And I'm I've never thought I've never taught on that parable specifically, but it's it's a parable of the kingdom. Yes, it's a kingdom parable. It's like even when James and John bless their hearts, and I say that bless <laughs> our hearts too, coming to Jesus. Hey, can we have can we have the the best two seats at the table? 
Right. Hey, we're fine with you being the king, but can we be on the right and left hand? And there was probably an argument between the two of them on who should have the right hand. <laughs> because oh, yeah. in that culture, right hand better than left. Right. Nothing against lefties. I'm just saying that was a thing back in their day. Okay. But Jesus is like, that's when he has to go back into the, yeah, the rulers of this world. He said, number one, that that's not mine to, to give. But the other thing that he says, this is significant because it's right where we're talking about. He says, <clears throat> he says, let me throw you a question back, which happens so often. He said, are you prepared to drink the cup? Oh. Remember that? Yeah. Are, what's he asking? The great rabbis ask the great questions. They think the throne is about control. And about power. Power. And he's saying it's actually about sacrifice and serving. He said, you realize, I mean, this is what he's going to, are you, you want that throne, but the throne comes with a cup. It comes with. Yeah. The suffering. <laughs> so he hints at. And he's so gracious with them there. I think we've talked about well, that. Well, and, and they say, <laughs> yes, sadly, <laughs> oh, of course we can handle the Regrettably, they say, yeah, we're ready. Bring for it right now. We, we're ready for that. I mean, this is the two guys that are probably wanting, some very fine wine. Right, that cup. they're they're wanting to call down fire from heaven on the Samaritans anyway. <laughs> you know, and, and of course Jesus gives them that sons of thunder. It's just great. But but he says he says, well, you will indeed drink from that cup. I mean, it's a sobering moment. It really is because I don't think they... I wonder what they thought when he said, well, you will indeed drink the cup. And they were like, maybe, perhaps we spoke too soon. Maybe... <laughs> maybe we should have asked can a, I a few more questions. That was mom's idea. That's why we sent her ahead. Wait, time out. Okay, so we should have asked... Let's talk more about this cup let's, thing. Yeah, let's talk more. What is this? Well, because Jesus would use the term cup or baptism to undergo or a fire that's going to be kindled. I mean, right. it... It's hard. It's, yeah. So for me, where this just keeps coming back, this is Jesus continuing to come back. And before we're too hard on the two. Yeah, go on. The, the other ten wish they had asked first because they were grumbling oh, about gosh. it. <laughs> no, you got there. It was All like, twelve of them were missing it. And my own sense is they were looking for the right time to have that conversation. And James and John jumped the gun. Yep, yep. <laughs> And Peter was probably, Andrew probably, you know, snagged Peter into some conversation about fish or something. I don't know. And so James and John are like, this is our chance. This is the moment. Because those three were very close to Jesus. And it's interesting. They didn't invite him to the, I guess you really can't have three. No. You can't have a throne behind you. <laughs> that wouldn't, and you, sure, you couldn't have it in front, in front of you. Of you. That wouldn't so work. Left or right's the only two options here. They drew straws. Jesus, can said. I sit in your lap? I just want to be right there with you. That It's that. The, the other ten were grumbling, so they were grumbling against them. They were indignant about it, but that even showed that they had the same thing going on in their well, heart and mind. And we already knew that because, again, this was the argument about greatness. Multiple times. This was the argument, but here's what hit me. I would love to say, I, I don't have arguments about greatness, but I realize Jesus brought it down to, clearly, Raj, but all the time, you like to be in control. You want to take the position, and this is still true. I could laugh at the simplest kind of things, whether it's, you know, I don't want to be following somebody. I want to be, if anyone's following anyone, I, I want to be in the lead car. I mean, I want to, I, and I realize, yes, it, it is, I've had moments where I was a position, I had the chalk. I got to call the shots. 
I got to I got to tell other people, and I, I again, I realize I've always wanted that. I mean, I still to this day, I enjoy that. So I have to work at this submitting to one another, out of fear of Christ, out of honoring Christ, is on a on a regular basis. I just have to be tuned in to my control meter. What am I? Who am I trying to control? Where am I trying to? get leverage where am i um well and i think we need to test that out a little bit i think from this point <laughs> on you need to reference me as commander in the podcast let me help you help me help you help you help me help you yes you just tell me when to speak sir bruce nope lord nope that's, lord that's an english thing i want commander come on <laughs> come and dot <laughs> nope that's a german thing i think you're missing the point here roger okay I, so you're a member of the washington football team <laughs> no, I'm just try- I'm just thinking about how, how, here's the thing. I'm just thinking about how this. I'm going to bow to you right now. I'm going to bow. Oh. How does that make you feel? No, that's not that bad. Commander, poorly. <laughs> so how does this how does this play out? You know, in marriages, how does this play out with our children? You know, how do we as parents submit ourselves to our children um, in healthy ways that are healthy for them and healthy for us? <laughs> well, it's what strikes me immediately there. Or was that rhetorical? You were going to answer it. <laughs> no, no, no. I want, I want, no one near what you. We're all here to see what Roger wants to say. Well, at the end of the day, I can realize He's I've obviously given some thought to this. Moments when I'm using, because authority comes from God, so the ability to there are points where, and we don't want to deflect this, where authority means. I do have the opportunity and responsibility. That was the way I want to bring up responsibility to take lead. Mm-hmm. But in that role, and I've watched as a parent, two sides of it. When I am exercising authority for my benefit, or if I'm exercising authority for the benefit of my kids, and here's where I can find I'm getting mad, or I'm or I'm laying down some kind of thing because I'm looking considering my image. I'm in a store and my child is misbehaving, <clears throat> where my concern now is not it's about not their, misbehavior. their interest, <clears throat> right. what is best for them. I'm tuned in with how people are seeing me in that environment. When my parenting in that moment is about serving me, then I've crossed that line. It's, it's literally, <clears throat> and, I'd, and it's so many moments that grieve me, I've had very good moments that, yeah, that was about my kids. That was, sure. I'm trying to protect them. I'm giving them instruction. Oh, but I've seen the times where I was giving instruction. I was leveraging my control for my comfort, my image. So, so here's the thing that I've been thinking about. Uh, number yeah. one, submitting to one another doesn't mean that <clears throat> no one can lead. Right. Uh, submitting to one another doesn't mean I don't have personal responsibility because yep. we all have spheres of responsibility. I even thought, this is the first time I've thought about this. You realize how many things in our culture have a biblical narrative that drive that term or that understanding. I just thought about this. The IRS has a box you can check on your tax return, married, single, or... Married with children. Negative? <laughs> Head of household. Head of household. Okay, yes. And that comes from... Paul's teaching about uh, the man being the head of his wife, the head of the household. I, mean, I, right. I remember lots of messages about being the head of the household, and I thought that's interesting. That I think that's a biblical term that has influenced our culture. Because right. I don't know, 
what the advantages are to checking that box. I may try it one year, just for fun. Right. And then show it to Marlene. Hey, by the way, we're no longer married <laughs> jointly. We're now, I am now head of house. What is head of house? So it's going to hurt when, your taxes. <laughs> so when I've taught headship, and I may be wrong about this, I realize I'm, I'm rethinking some things right now. But as I, when I've taught about head of household, I just, I've, I've taught people that just meant in my mind that the husband is more responsible. In other words, it's not an authority position. It's that there's a greater responsibility that, that he carries. And I think, I think that's true in many cultures, not just Christian culture or Western American culture, not all cultures, because I realize you can have a, a matriarchal culture that's much more, right. the, the mom or the grandmom is much more responsible. But it was that word, came from that word kephale, Greek right. word. Um, so yeah, I'm wondering if, even if some of the things that I've taught about, what does it mean to be the head of a household, has been incorrect, or maybe, or maybe inconsistent, or that's not the word, not, a, not, not quite accurate. You know, it's not all wrong. Right, but it's missing. It's missing something, because and, there is yeah. this this point where a loving husband submits to his wife. When I talk about it in counseling, I talk about the husband and wife bending toward each other. Right, it's not that they're both giving up, not bowing. Well, even in bending toward, it's almost like bowing to each other, isn't it? I just thought of that. Mm -hmm. I'm, I want I want to serve you. Yeah. So it's not this. We're in a, a war of. Ah, that's interesting. Yeah, let me talk. So, for, I, oh, and, and and that <laughs> came into play yesterday. This more responsible, head of household thing. This is on topic, off topic, but I'm dying to talk about it. I drove home, I, when I came home yesterday, I had a swimming pool in my front yard that was running into my neighbor's yard and down into the storm drain from where my water meter sits. I'm like, well, that can't be good. So there's a lake, you have a lake for property. I have a lake, <laughs> I have a lake for, I have a water feature in my house now. I'm like, that can't be good. And then I, I saw there was a note in my door. My neighbor had said, hey, you, you got a leak at your water meter. Uh, he noticed it because it's running into his yard and then down into the, okay. into the storm drain. And it's funny. I'm glad he said it because I, I didn't notice it immediately because I just drive in the driveway and I wasn't even looking over there. When I looked over it, I'm like, oh, yeah, there's a little pond out there. Well, I knew with a big rain you guys could get we a, could, a lake could, out yeah. there, but this is okay. So then there's the question of, he, he said, I hope it's on their side, not your side. And at first I didn't know what he was talking about. I'm like, there, I, we have, there, are there's teams, there's water meter teams, but I'm like, oh no, if it's on, if it's from the meter to the road, the city takes care of it. If it's from the meter to the house, it's my it's responsibility. responsibility. But what was interesting about that, when we drove up, Marlene and I got home at the same time yesterday, which rarely happens, but she understood immediately that I was gonna take care of that. <laughs> No, that I'm, that I'm responsible, and she she trusts that I'm responsible for that. Right. I'm going to take care of that. You know, I'm immediately. Well, first I'm out there. This is just silly. First I'm out there doing buckets. I'm trying to get down to where I can see where it's even coming from. But I realize this is this is this is coming out at about three gallons a minute. Well, you can't. I wish I had a video. Oh of that. my gosh! After two wheelbarrowfuls of of water, <laughs> you know, I'm like, I'm not making a dent. I'm not making a dent in this thing. <laughs> It seemed like such a good idea at the time. It's just, you guys know me. I just jump in and do things, and then later I'm like, gosh, I probably should have put the windows in from the other side. Another story. So but so I finally am like, oh, I'm going to have to go in. I'm going to have to get really wet. I'm going to have to go in, hands and knees, and reach down in there and try to figure out what's going on. So I was ripping stuff out of there, and, and, and we actually found something that was in there that with that it's a long story. Okay. But I reached down in there, and I'm digging around, and then this was what was so great. By stirring up all that dirt, I could see where the 
I could okay. see where the leak was. It was a mud thing coming up, and I'm like, oh, it's on their side. <laughs> it's on their side. So I'm immediately on the phone with Huntsville Utilities, and, and they were great. And within you know hours, they're coming out to yep. to fix it. And I thought they were going to tear up the whole yard or anything. No, they don't. Apparently, they just come in, and they've got a clamp they put on there, and they put a new little thing in, a clamp. And I mean, they were in and out in less than an hour. Okay. It, was, it was amazing. But I realized in that moment, Marlena was looking to me as the responsible one. That this was part of caring for our family, and she knew that. Right. Does that make sense? Or, or does that even apply here? There's certain well, things that I'm just responsible for, and I right. take care of. Well, I've leaned, but, it, but it's but it is serving. Right. So what I've leaned, I can I can't I can't even imagine myself. Hey, Marlena, can you call Huntsville Utilities and get that looked at? Yeah. <laughs> I'm the commander. <laughs> the commander doesn't get down in the mud and the dirt and the water. Well, I think I think you could in different relationships. It might not always be the husband that's okay. That in that, what I'm saying in that scenario, I do tend to agree. When I look at this idea of headship, mm-hmm. um, I've often thought of first layer of accountability. This is if, oh, if, if yeah. I think about Great word. yeah. The image that's come to my first mind is can I write that down that's when. Really Adam and Eve both sinned. When God speaks, he talks first to Adam. Roger, never, why have I never thought about that? So it's not a... I've been in the game for a long time. That, that both of them, in fact, some, you, some, some would press more into, well, I think Eve, she might have led the charge more. When he looked at the, the, the first accountable party was the husband. I'm going but it, but even there it's not about Isn't that interesting? Who's supposed to control or who's supposed to nope. it's it's the layer of accountability. So And and then that's about accountability and responsibility have have some similar characteristics. Right. right. So I'll tell myself here um it's both sad and funny shortly after I've married I I wish I could think of Does this. that make it fatty or sunny? <laughs> I'm lost. <laughs> okay, good. So shortly after I'm married, um, I realize again because all the messages I've heard about wives submitting to husbands, I realize I have an image in my mind. Uh-huh. So there was some moment where there's something I thought we ought to do, and I told Joy, "This is what we're going to do," and she didn't do it. Oh boy. And. I remember being. Did your world begin to spin? <laughs> I don't know if it's consternation or righteous indignation. And and oh boy, it's realizing I had I was looking at head. I was looking just like the disciples. I just saw. I realized that in marriage, I was trying to find who gets to tell the other what to do. It was never the point. It was, the, it was it, the, the idea that, or even in church, the elders are the ones who get to tell everybody what to do, that that even, again, I, I've talked about the shepherding analogy. This is a caregiving analogy. You know, when we had a shepherd of sheep, it's not, oh, there's the guy who's commanding the sheep. You know, boy, well, there's a there's an important... No, it's no. a caregiver. Yeah, uh, with, with patience and careful instruction. Yeah, it's it's different. Yeah, I was thinking about Paul's words to Timothy that I was reflecting on last week. This, this if someone disagrees with you or if someone 
you know, disagrees even with your teaching. He didn't say you tell them what to do. Right. He just said you continue to instruct <laughs> right. patiently and with care. Right. Now think about that. The temptation has become authoritarian. Yeah. You need to do this because I'm the pastor. Right. And I say this is out. Patience and careful. Careful. Full of care instruction. Yeah. Right. Uh, gentle, not Gosh, lording. Yeah, not lording. Even that same phrase. Not yeah. the word. It literally there is overlording. Mm -hmm. Over, you know, lording it over. We we use that phrase. Yep. We're actually using again that Greek idea from that term. Sure. Overlording. You're not. It's the idea. Where did you get the idea that church leadership was about telling other people what to telling do. people what to do? That you get this. Roger, it's interesting. So, oh, it's this a caregiving is so, role. It's a caregiving role. It's a shepherding role. And I know we, you did yeah. a face cast on this. But I realize it's this shift that I've made in counseling, which would change the way that I pastored from this point. Pastored. Pastored. <laughs> pastored. That's an interesting, it's a forward-thinking term as a pastor. An unretired Ooh, pastor yes. becomes a pastored. <laughs> but That's right. I would pastor differently because in counseling, I don't ever tell people what to do. That is so not my job. My job is to give patient and careful instruction ask curious questions even sometimes what do you think you need to do here mm -hmm. and it it's just it's just different it and it and and it produces roger it produces maturity because the person is still responsible for the decision that they make mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know there's a degree to which sometimes we do want others to tell us what to do because then we're not responsible for the outcome right or there's, we yeah or we don't have to wrestle we don't have to go into the yeah, complexity yeah. of it. Yeah. Then there's other times that we want to tell others what to do because we want to control the outcome. Right. Isn't that interesting? It is. Go it goes back to that what you started with. We 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 use that term submit in different ways because we have vested interest. Right. We have an interest. If it's something that I don't care about, yeah, you can tell me what to do. I'm fine. Whatever. Yeah. I, I don't have a I don't have a dog in that hunt. I just don't care. It's no mm -hmm. big deal to me. But there's other places. Yeah, I'm going to be much more directive commander because I want to control the outcome. Right. And by the grace of God now I I'm but I realize the in now um 38 years of marriage I realize God graciously began to unpack and maybe using a 2 by 4 sometimes with me of what that means. So I look now I don't in our marriage, I don't think for a moment who gets to, I don't even think about who gets to make the call here. Who gets to make the decision? We got to figure out, or we're somehow looking at the Bible to find out who's supposed to, um, it's just in my best moments and in Joy's best moments, we're looking at how can we care for each other? How can we um, look out for each other's needs? How can, now I do think this is where, and I think the important thing of what Jesus helped with headship is um, you can have a, a dysfunctional relationship you can have and you need to take that seriously you, yeah, you can't right. just ignore that you can't um, and in that in that vein it, to me it's not what I would have thought it, that it, initially the husband is supposed to make the solution no it, in the scenario is he's going to be accountable to God to say okay there's this issue is it being addressed? It's not that he's supposed to come up with a solution or that he's somehow supposed to control the outcome. Run the show. But but any place where he or, by the way, your spouse comes, I've got this concern. 
about us. I've got this concern. Well, again, immediately serving is serving is not, well, I don't have that concern. I don't think that's a big deal. If it's a deal to you, let's, let's talk about that. This is, I have, a, I have a posture of listening. I have a posture that's not about, well, I don't think that's an issue. And how many right. times does that happen in marriage? Wife or husband comes, you know, they yep. come together, and I think this, I've got this concern, uh, it, that, uh, you're overreacting, uh, blow, blow it off, when actually there is an issue. There is a, there's a, a real, but I think it, just the whole tone, I realize this is what God has been working me for so many years Again, so patiently, so graciously, just continue to to smooth out those edges of commanding. Where I've yeah. again, it's why that term. <laughs> it's such a we've had fun with that term, but it's it's a very strong term. Um, I realize, but it's not what we're it's not what we're called to be. No, it's e- even where we have authority. Because I've been a teacher, I've been a school teacher before, I've been a, a pastor. Uh, I've been a parent of, of small children. I've had many. I've I've been a manager. I've been, so where I have a responsibility, but none of that was ever supposed to be about commanding. It's about serving, and serving sometimes is giving instruction. Serving is sometimes leading, creating a consequence. It yeah. is charting a course. Um, but man, living in that tension of using authority as a tool to serve and bless even people who are answerable to me. Well, and and then Jesus himself argues that authority <laughs> is temporary and comes from God. So whatever authority or power you have, it's vested authority. I still can't. I still can't. I'm still. I missed half of what you said there because I'm still thinking about the beauty. I thought it was such a good word, and maybe this is probably the maybe a big takeaway for me in the podcast. This first layer of accountability, that that is even shepherds shepherding the flock under their care. There's a there's a layer of accountability because yes, later on it talks about hey, you're right. You guys are accountable for for how you've shepherded. Jesus talked about this, and I'm realizing that first layer of accountability. Yes. It's not this headship. It's actually a very sobering responsibility, right? An accountability, um, and yeah, I can't escape that. I'm like, why didn't I not teach that for years? That's so good. Well, yeah, and even even that in Genesis, it's interesting because we we would probably argue linearly. Well, Eve did it first, right? Adam <laughs> just followed her lead, maybe you know, because he wanted her to stay with him or didn't want her, you know, just didn't. Right. Want to, I don't know, you know, but God comes to Adam first. That was interesting. Yeah, yeah, never thought about that. I don't think as much as Roger does. It's amazing the stuff that he thinks about, and that's why I call him Commandant. <laughs> but I, I'm thinking here, we're still learning. This is the oh yeah, and that's the it's a grace. I was thanking God today. Um, I see, but I still am learning, and I, I don't want to blow by. There's gobs of stuff that I'm I'm, I'm screwy about, and I don't. Ha- but I am learning, and, and God is reshaping, um, which reminds me, happy birthday. In, oh, I will have had a birthday before we do days. the next podcast. Yeah, so I just wanted to, I wanted to pre-wish you a happy birthday. 59, right? Nope. Negative. You're thinking of the middle brother that's not here right now. I'm 58 this year. 
No, I know, but you're turning fi- you're turning fifty nine, right? No, I'm turning fifty eight. Turning fifty seven right now. You didn't realize you were three years older than me. For about half the year, of, yes, we get years, that. You're three years right. older than me, so I hit and the. And then we have a we have six months. <laughs> that's right. Roughly where it's boom, boom, boom. That's it's, true. It's one, two, three, which that's is always great. fascinating. So Roger is sixty. What's weird about fifty-eight, and I'm I think I'm going to just write a blog post called again on turning fifty-eight. Just things I've learned even in the last four years, because I wrote a blog post that I can I recall from on turning fifty-four. Oh, did you? Oh, okay. yeah. And I remember what I wrote in there. It was, it was really the power of one, the, the, the importance of one and how important it is. Oh, I remember that. To that think was four about, years ago? Yeah, to think about serving one. Because in church world, it was about serving tons of people, and the more you served, the more significant you were. You know, the more power right. you had or wielded or, or whatever right. else. But now I'm realizing the more accountable you are, the more responsible you are. Yeah, but I've got some thoughts that I'll share on turning 58, I might share them in the next podcast, but it is it is beautiful that we're learning and growing. And I do believe, listeners, this is hard to imagine, but I do believe <laughs> I'm gaining wisdom, finally, as I get older. And it's I, I make, here's, here's how I would define that. I'm making less of the same mistakes. <laughs> I'm it's, doing fewer stupid, stupid things. Right, again and again. <laughs> You know, because here's the thing. I've had wisdom for years, but I haven't always exercised it. And I think about Solomon, who was no, known as... You're actually, okay. Well, I'm just saying, Solomon was known as the wisest man who ever lived, but he didn't exercise wisdom a lot of the time. Right. Here's a great idea. I think I'll get a thousand wives. That, terribly unwise. Not your best... Solomon. Did he go by Solomon? thousand decisions. No, I mean, it's just... Well, you were laughing about something else, but... So, uh, listeners, so when you think about submission, think we're submitting to one another in love. We're serving one another in love. This is right. this is Jesus. How can I serve someone else? How can I serve my spouse? How can I serve my employee? How can I serve my employer? Employer, yeah. How can I serve the server at the restaurant? How can I? Yeah, it's just, just a different what do way of need, living Just life. even even where, because here's the thing: the servant, the waiter. What do you need right now? The Raj? waiter or waitress there is literally yeah. their first question is, "What do you want? What do you need? What would?" So if I'm just thinking about, <laughs> don't take this too. Literally. <laughs> well, yeah. I can't imagine the server says, "Hey, what would you like?" He's like, "Well, what would you like?" <laughs> I asked first. <laughs> I mean, it just I love having fun with waitresses anyway. It's just great fun. <laughs> Trying to throw them off their game. <laughs> Let me guess. No, I mean, I'm very good at this. Your name is Cindy Lou. No, it was freaky. One time I actually... I was there. ...guessed their name dead on. Partially, yes. And they were a little scared. Yes. <laughs> they were like, that's creepy. No, I was, I was sitting there with you uh, at the golf club diner. And so, two thoughts about submission. Number one, I mean, serving one another in love. Just about serving. And then when you think about... Even in this role of what, what does headship look like, it's its first layer of accountability. It's a, it's a responsibility issue, not a commandant issue. Right. I'll tell you what to do. Leadership isn't control, it's leadership. That's the final word. <laughs> could have done better, but. It didn't rhyme. It wasn't but. terrible. It just wasn't good.